Hey, 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 good afternoon, everybody. You are listening to Breaking the Mindset, the podcast centered around breaking down the fear and building up the fire that lives within each and every one of us. My name is Ryan Pierce, and we are going to be talking about a variety of different things from, you know, mental health to fundraising and many other topics. Uh, but with, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. I am Ryan Pierce. I'm the entrepreneur and resident and president of CEO here at the Crew Center for Entrepreneurship, and I am so excited to be here. My name is Daniel Smothers. I'm one of the other student workers here at the Entrepreneurship Center. I'm also on the CEO exec team. And we have our co-founder, guest friend, Ziggy. Ziggy Alamundi. I'm sorry I wasn't here last week, everyone. It's good to be back. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce our celebrity guest of this episode, Mr. John David Ross. Hey, everyone. It's uh, John David Ross here. I'm one of the uh, executive team members here at CEO. Uh, student here at the University of Memphis. Glad to be on board. Man, it's really funny to hear everybody do their pitch for, for the intro. <laughs> some of that, um, some of that entrepreneur really comes out of all of us. Maybe we should do a little better job of making that more organic. But uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll it'll work out, man. It'll work out. So today's topic is going to be actually one that we could all contribute to in a really valued way. Uh, we're going to be talking about graduation. But not just simply graduating from college. What the heck do you do when you have a startup and you're about to graduate? Do you go with a corporate route? Do you drop it um, and you know go all in? You know, what if you're making money? What if you're not making money? How do you balance the things out and how do you lay down a foundation for your future that can not only take care of you and your family, but allow you to have purpose and meaning in your professional career? So that said, I mean, I will actually, if you don't mind, don't want to put you on the spot, but I think you are the chief expert in this. I'll turn it over to Ziggy. I'd love to hear a bit about your experience. You are a recent grad from U of M. How the hell did you get past that graduation? Yeah, I am. So I graduated in December of 2019, and I was very um, unsure of what next steps I should take. So um, I really knew I loved... um, working in the startup space so much and I was not ready to move on to any kind of um, corporate job. Um, But luckily through um, some connections I had and a little bit of luck, I was uh, able to pursue entrepreneurship while also um, taking a step back from, you know, trying to found a company and being able to um, work at at Launch Tennessee, which is a public-private partnership in Tennessee uh, in in, uh, who is trying to make Tennessee the most startup friendly uh, state in the nation. I was able to work with them, so I got a little bit of both. I was able to work in um, work uh, running a startup, but also kind of learning uh, about the other side of things, which is you know how VCs uh, source companies, how they engage with them, and how they like identify people that would be good for their fund. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's um, it was just it was a little bit of luck. And um, what did you feel? Mm. like around that November, December. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> terrified. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to, because right. I knew I needed to shift from this mindset of like just really wanting to run a company to yeah, taking a step back, as me and Ryan say a lot of times, and learn from people a lot more experienced than me. So it was kind of hard to reconcile. But all I knew is that I didn't want to leave this space. And, you know, with Memphis being, you know, uh, you know, 15 or so years into a decades long mission to make uh, a str- like a very strong and cohesive uh, startup infrastructure, you know, there wasn't too many options for me to learn and grow around here uh, regarding the stuff I really wanted to learn more about. So, um, 
yeah, it was it was really scary. I'm not gonna lie, but I was very lucky to have made the connections to facilitate um, the work I was able to do after school. Yeah, if I may pivot for a brief moment, you did mention you know learning about the other side of entrepreneurship outside of just being a founder, the mm-hmm. venture capital side, the entrepreneur support organization side, similar to that of like organizations with Launch Tennessee. Um, you know, it's funny how I can't really speak to you all's experience, but at least when. Ziggy and I were going through our our adventures with Compass and everything like that. Um, There was so much that we didn't know about the other side of the ecosystem and how vast and deep it actually is. And I think that's really important as a founder to understand what arena that you're really working within so that you can better navigate. Like I think before I thought it was just as easy as creating a pitch deck and I thought we could charm our way into millions. (laughs) You usually can't. Yeah, usually can't. I mean, it'll it'll get you farther than you than you think you can go, and may get you farther than you probably should go. But it's not necessarily <laughs> going to mean that you're going to make it. And I think having that knowledge base and understanding how startups are structured and the genetics behind like how startups are supposed to grow, uh, that's really the best way that you can be a more effective founder and a much better leader, so that you can direct much better. I mean, I thought we were just going to pitch and you know get the money to develop this app and then you know we just be billionaires it really wasn't like a true in-depth 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 plan and um you know i think it really is important especially upon graduation to understand what arena that you're really working within what really is within the environment and the ecosystem you know and i think you need to understand that before you can make your ultimate decision whether you stay go or do a little bit of both well one thing i will just uh you know put in there real quick for anyone that um uh, is an entrepreneur who wants to see you know how VC works or someone who wants to get into venture capital there's a great book it's a fairly quick read it's called um, venture deals um, how to be smarter than your lawyer uh, it's by the um, the tech stars guys I forgot their names it's Jason is a difficult name to pronounce but you should be able to find it off that very very helpful book yeah been recommended that you know plenty plenty of times um, it's really interesting. So you guys aren't here physically, but looking at this table, we have a recent grad, we have a current senior, and we have two two juniors in the room, one of which is a finance student with a fully functioning nonprofit that is growing better and better each day and executing on its mission uh, even better by the hour. And we have another man who is an engineering student in the esteemed Herf College of Engineering. That's a different type of hell. Uh, five years is typically what it takes to graduate, uh, both very much in the entrepreneurship space. So how do you guys deal? Because you guys got to start thinking about it. Yep. Daniel, you and I, we've, <laughs> we've had this discussion, yeah. and you've, you've kind of neglected to give me an answer. <laughs> it's the, so there's a crossroads that all entrepreneurs kind of need to go, go, go through, you know? And... There's, so there's, what I'm hearing in this is Ryan is trying to use this podcast <laughs> to draw that answer out of me because we've had this discussion multiple times. Multiple we times. talked about it yesterday. Yeah. We talked about it six months ago. Like yeah. we've constantly had this discussion. So keep on saying what you were saying earlier. I mean, uh, well, that said, and I'll get you know, to the end of what yeah. I'm getting to here. But um, there's an intersection that we all need to yeah. go through yeah. as student entrepreneurs. You know, I think in the early stages of our collegiate career, yeah. when working on our startups, a lot of it is very right. whimsical. Right. Some would even say a bit naive. Right. You know, but when you become a senior, right. junior, yeah. you have to start thinking about what the next step is going to be post grad. Right. How am I going to pay rent? Right. Uh, you know, how am I going to sustain myself? Right. Sometimes our startups don't really provide us with that sense of stability. Right. So, how do you balance that risk? How do you balance that stability? Do you go all in on the dream? Yeah. Do you go corporate? Right. What's the thing? And this feeling's only kind of exacerbated by 
the current uh, global climate we're in right now, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's very hard to get a job. I think, you know, I think the people listening to this deserve a di- disclaimer. It's not, you know, what works maybe five years ago might not exactly it's work true. now. Right. So you have to approach it um, in a slightly different way sometimes. And I, I apologize for laughing, but I just couldn't help but chuckle. It's really hard right now. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, results I, may vary, for sure. I, I definitely do want to say that, you know, for us on this podcast, you know, a lot of us, we've gotten, you know, different wins, pitch competitions, you know, and a lot of victories under our belts. But as Ryan was saying, you know, there kind of comes this loss of innocence once we actually start getting experiences under our belts, once we actually start talking to and seeking out those top-level mentors, you know, that can speak to the situations that we're currently in. You know, like a lot of times, like he was saying, you know, we're in this situation where we're naive, where we only have theory to operate off, off of, and we read books, you know, we see different movies, you know, about entrepreneurship, and we kind of have this expectation that, oh, okay, entrepreneurship, we're just going to walk into this, it's going to be a walk into the park. But once we get those experiences, once we're in the day-to-day grind, we realize that the reality is a little bit different. So that's where having this community structure, this community support comes into play. People that have been in the same position that you're currently in, absolutely important. Yeah, that's why it's so incredibly, like you mentioned before, so important to have that community. Uh, I'm so glad that we have this tight knit group for one because Ziggy was really the guinea pig. He was the first. He was the first. He was like one of the oldest ones here that was leading the groups and stuff. And you know, after he went through uh, for since I was like 20, man. Um, I mean, yeah, you ha- you have been, but I mean, you were kind of first on the chopping block when it came to figuring out what to do. You know, after you graduate, and I think it's really helped me, and I think it'll help Daniel, and I think it'll help JD, and I think it's going to help out, you know, like Luke and a lot of the other people that we have here. Um, so, something I want to kind of go around and just give an idea as to where we're all at. Ryan, when do you graduate? So yeah, I graduate in May of 2021. Um, so about a year ago, when I was in your shoes, both of you all's shoes, uh, we were running Compass Link. We were working on Quick Fix. We had three different ventures that we were working on. And um, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be a founder post-grad. You couldn't tell right. me that we weren't going to create um, you know, an organization that would you know, provide enough profit for us to all sustain ourselves. You couldn't tell me that we weren't going to be able to employ all nine people that we had working on Link at the time. Right off I the did, bat. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I did not want to hear it. Um, <laughs> I'll vouch for that, too, because in trying to bring that up a time or two, it wasn't being heard, but in all of these things, it is a learning experience, which right. is something that I think is worth recognizing. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think there, for one, I think at the the crux of all of this, there is a perception around corporate versus startups. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a, there's a real divide, not even a divide. It seems somewhat adversarial in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you know, oh man, we don't want to be st- stuffy guys in suits. We don't want to sell our souls. <laughs> sell our dreams right. to go work for somebody else and on the other side we're right. just kind of mavericks running around and without really any purpose building stuff and like right. you know doing a bunch of crazy things like that right. um and in growing up or growing up professionally at least you know in the startup ecosystem you know really taking in ideals of um not just social entrepreneurship but hustle hustle culture Absolutely. building you know being the um the steward of your own of your own destiny the captain of your own ship um it, it can be hard to go to an AutoZone or a FedEx. Not that it's necessarily difficult from just a job perspective, but it's difficult to break literally that mindset of sometimes you need to go work and still work on your venture. And I think working breaking the mindset really works in both ways. You know, you can I be very bullish. I wish Amberly in here today because, you know, she's working at uh, IP, IP, but she's also working on um, uh, her uh, – 
what is it, consulting and marketing now? Yeah, uh, marketing. Marketing agency. Marketing agency. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's one thing I do want to point out is we do have this idea of it's either startup or bust. It either go both. work at your startup yeah. and, or go work at a company. But right. it could be a bit of both. Right. Yeah. You just have to recognize if you're going to go through with both, you're going to be spending 120-hour weeks. Yeah. You have two jobs. You're already talking about an 80-hour week with your startup, but right. now you've got a full, full-time job. Right. It's worth noting that be aware of what you're getting into if you right. do sign up for both. But both is possible, especially if you have that group around you that's willing to support and willing to help out. Yeah. So, Ryan, you said you were graduating May of 21. I'm graduating December 21. Yeah. So, you know, I'm... When the Ryan will be the guinea pig for me to kind of watch and see him graduate, grow up, and move on. Well, I, I will say at least as far as um, where I'm going, and it feels like yeah. the direction that I'm going in, I feel very much uh, sound. Mm-hmm. It feels very structured. It feels very guided, and uh, it doesn't feel very sporadic, I'll say that. And right. I think yeah. a lot of that was in learning from Ziggy right. and in Amberly after right. they graduated. Like, I, I truly believe the answer is it's not either or. It really is both in yeah. a lot of respects. I mean, we talk about breaking the mindset. Um, I think the mindset that we need to have is that, for one, entrepreneurship is a process. I mean, Ziggy, you mentioned you that go. a couple of episodes there ago. I believe that was episode two, which you can find on Spotify as well as Apple Music. Plug um, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, hard, Ryan. They're already here. <laughs> you don't have to tell them where to find it. It's already here. That's true. That's true. It is a bit redundant. But that said, like Ziggy mentioned a couple yeah. of uh, yeah. weeks ago, um, you know, it can be both. You know, it very much is a process, and in in that process, you know, it's okay to work for someone else. In fact, you can gain actually a whole lot of experience that you can bring back to your startup, not just from understanding your managers, but more importantly, understanding process. Like, I think a lot of startups really neglect or lack the understanding in processes, you know, consumer relationship management, uh, you know, administrative tasks, um, finance, and a lot of things that are so so important to business. Note-taking. During yeah. meetings. <laughs> Note taking. Like that's one of those that I know we've struggled with over the past year, especially with CEO, is we get all these things thrown around and all these ideas mm-hmm. but then nobody took a note, so it's like, wait, what are we doing again? How are we moving? But also, you know, the importance with note taking, I think the caveat is online note taking. Right. Yeah. And specifically right. Google Docs. <laughs> um, and the reason yeah. why, you know, that said, we took a lot of notes actually. It was just all on whiteboards. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so we took a lot of you know, notes on whiteboards and we refuse to erase anything and anything that we erased, we take a picture of, but where does the picture go? You know, it just goes in the camera roll and then you just really don't know where it's at. So yeah, that said, you know, understanding processes are really important and you can gain that going from another startup, um, you know, or even going to a a corporate job and in working for someone else, it doesn't always need to be necessarily corporate or bust. You can Mm -hmm. work for a venture capital firm and still work with startups. You can work for an entrepreneur support organization that's centered around improving entrepreneurship by means of economic development. I mean, there's a lot of other opportunities than just launch your startup or bust. So, I mean, all in all, I really think the answer is both, but I think more importantly, you need to know what it is that your purpose is and where you want to serve, you know? Like for me, uh, my passion has always been centered around economic development, but specifically, um, specifically closing investment gaps and wealth disparity within capital for for minority founders and having successful exits for those same minority founders, right? right? right. And in 2017, I believe, uh, only 1% of, 
uh, founders mm -hmm. got investment. And there was $7 billion in investment in venture capital that, that, that year. So I think closing that gap is critically important to me. And that's why I've been venturing down you know, VC. Right. You know, so I can work and understand these mechanisms and these systems so that in you know, working with different founders, I can better assist them and help them get the capital that they need. So you and just got to know where you are. Helping people of, you know, women and people of color getting capital because, yeah. right. you know, like over, I'm pretty sure over 90% of uh, funding goes to white male founders. So yeah. that's another way you can kind of um, like a really good mission alignment you have for working in a more inclusive uh VC kind of thing is like helping people get those capital because like I just did a I just did a work sample for a company in Detroit and in my research I found for example one of the the cities they're expanding to uh, was Chicago so I looked at some startups in Chicago and they only had um, there in the whole city they only had nine uh, black founders that had raised over a million dollars in VC wow. funding wow. so you know just to give you an idea of what's you know going on the uh, Startups, while they're really, you know, really progressive and like to be in the know with that kind of thing, you know, we still have some uh, issues that need addressing there. Yeah. So there's a lot of work to be done. Definitely. That's why I think, you know, visibility, you know, for us as startup team, uh, founders, you know, company leaders, future execs, it's so important that we have, you know, diversity in our teams to have that visibility. You know, if we're going on, you know, Wall Street Journal, New York yeah. Times, and we're only seeing, you know, white male executives, that's the perception that we're going to have as a society. Oh, okay, this is what a financier looks like. This is what an accountant looks like. But if our teams are more diverse, if they're more representative of this nation as a whole, I think we'd have a little bit better traction. For instance, um, you guys might have heard of Robert F. Smith. He yeah. is a... Uh, he is a I believe he worked in private equity. He worked, in, he worked in private equity. He worked yeah. on Wall Street a little bit. Uh, he started his own venture capitalist firm. It's called Vista Equity Partners, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. And um, he, you know, he really made waves in the news a couple of years ago when he paid off the entire Morehouse, you know, college 2018 uh, student student loan debt. Yeah. And we need to see more of that. We need to see, you know, young, you know, Latinos, blacks, uh, Asians, different people from different backgrounds, you know, having that representation. It's so important. Yeah. It's so important. You know, in, in building on that, though, I really don't think diversity has teeth mm -hmm. unless there is, mm -hmm. you know, implementation, so right. to speak. Like, I think the goal should really be equity with mm -hmm. regards to where capital is dispersed. You know, it's one thing to see it, but it's another thing to do it. To do it. Yeah. These institutions need to practice what they preach and actually do right. it. Because it's only through that that we can close these gaps right. within our, you know, political institutions, our economic systems, and, and what have you. Right. So. You know, it's the the words are great, right. the the symbols are, are great, right. but the action is even better. Right. And I, I think, think we need to see I know that. we're um, doing our next podcast on. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, diversity. But really, it's so important yeah. to have like Seriously. you know uh, people from a lot of different backgrounds adding yeah. their unique and different perspectives to uh, work on a shared a mission or goal. You know, that's so important right. for working in any company. But we let's definitely uh, yeah. let's do a one on this next week, perhaps. Yeah, but just to. I guess uh, circle things um, back around. Like the opportunities really are are limitless for what you can do post graduation. You know, and I'm sure you can all hear it in, inside of all of our voices here, where we stand on you know diversity and equity. Um, you know, that's really a, a, a tangential um, belief and core belief of entrepreneurship. And that said, you can find that mindset in a lot of different organizations. You know, VCs, um, you know, entrepreneur support organizations, even startups as well. So. You know, I think I say that to say in going corporate and I'm putting air quotes around corporate because there's a real perception and stigma around that, that you may be going into an environment that isn't totally inclusive or inviting, you know, 
Uh, but there's really no need to have that fear because each and every year startups are booming and progressing. There's more opportunity each and every year for you to grow and still have that flexibility to work in your company. One other thing to note is while at graduation you may not be working on a startup, but you have that entrepreneurial mindset, there are entrepreneurship positions within some of these companies. I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at your bigger companies like FedEx, they're always looking for people who think differently, which is the entrepreneur mindset of, yeah. wait, let me question everything. Why does this work? Why have we done it this way? Not just because it's how it's always been done, but let's go, let's look at this. How can we improve it? How can we make it better? And there are jobs in that realm too that kind of combine the corporate company going to work for a business, but also bringing these new ideas, this different mentality, which yeah. I think the companies want. And if they don't want it, I don't think we'll see these companies in 20 years. Yeah. They, if the companies aren't willing to change and adapt with the times, they're going to get left in the dust. I believe FedEx has one of those programs, do they not? They do. Yeah. Uh, I believe Brian program. was actually there at one point. Brian Berenger, um, he's over the CVU yeah, the Entrepreneurship um, Program over at uh, Christian Brothers University. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I believe he was actually there for a bit. Very, yeah, very interesting. I'm really glad that you did mention that, though, because that really does open up the view of how many opportunities there really are for you if you do want to be an entrepreneur post-graduation. I mean, uh, and even, even going along with that, it's not totally to bash corporate either because that's really important. All of the startups are eventually going to become corporate if they're successful enough. So it's two sides of the same coin. There shouldn't be so much of a demonization within it. I think we should focus much more on in ensuring that we are constantly innovating above all else. See, I'm starting to see it more along the lines of the startup is the little kid walking around and the big corporations that we all know and love are the um, the old grandparents that are kind of mm -hmm. sitting there rocking back and forth <laughs> in the rocking chair. Kids these days. But we need to find that common middle ground. That's the 30, 40, 50 bracket where they're not too old that they can't change, but they're not too young that they're sitting there falling over every line in the sidewalk. Like, there's something to be learned on both sides, where the wisdom of the older, but the energy, the energy and drive yeah. of the younger. Definitely. And I think that there's a good mix in there. It's just the challenge is finding that good mix. Yeah. I, I think a, a great opportunity for most people post-grad, like juniors and seniors, I think you should look at fellowships. Mm -hmm. Fellowships are absolutely incredible, right? Because they, they, they give you a true opportunity to get that exposure, but they also pair that with professional development and mentorship that you can use to not only progress your corporate career, but also you know, have those skill, that's the skills that needed to eventually launch your own company. Like for example, Venture <clears throat> uh, for America is a great fellowship program. I think I can turn it over to Ziggy because he's very knowledgeable of it. Uh, he's, he's a 2020 fellow. Um, I mean, what is Venture for America, Ziggy, for the uh, audience that doesn't really know? Venture for America is a company founded, I'm gonna give you like the website description. Yeah, shit. Sure, sure. um, <laughs> uh, it was founded about eight years ago to create uh, greater economic opportunity in American cities that have a um, burgeoning startup ecosystem, uh, but you know, they can still uh, use some help growing. Mm -hmm through entrepreneurship, and that's the main thing. So basically, entre uh, Venture for America partners with a bunch of um, startups or uh, companies with like a startup mindset, uh, you know, um, big growth potential and a lot of uh, very, you know, innovative thinking, uh, partner with those companies, and they select uh, people like me who go through a very vigorous uh, screening process and then a very intensive month-long training course to make sure we're as prepared as possible to start our jobs. Basically, yeah, it is uh, recent graduates within you know two years uh, gives them an opportunity to um, work in entrepreneurship and help 
create more jobs in these cities uh, through entrepreneurship. That's the that's the goal, and it is uh, something and it's a place that I'm so happy to be a part of. Um, and you know, I'm gonna um, hopefully you know be a part of this you know this network, this uh, community of other entrepreneurs forever. Yeah. Another great fellowship that I recently was exposed to. It's called BVCC. Um, their mission is to create more equity and diversity within the venture capital space by um, pairing HBCU students through a training program and then partnering with venture capital firms and giving them a two-year fellowship where they get a you know great base salary and they can work to understand the tenets of investment and investing. Uh, but they have to pledge to use that knowledge and use their, their position to connect uh, you know, minority founders, be it women, Latinx founders, and uh, you know, African American founders as well, uh, to capital. So I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity. There's plenty of fellowships out there. Um, you know, it's it's a great opportunity for most post grads. I, I use a website called I think it's ah, I'm gonna butcher it. It's fellowship something. Look up fellowships. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellowships startup. We'll see if we can add the link down in the description for you. That'll yeah. work. That'll I think work. it's I think it's just so important for us. You know, to kind of piggyback off of that. It's, it's important for us as college students, you know, young people to realize that it's never it's never too early to start. It's never too early to get your feet wet, to get that experience. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to kind of be nervous. You're going to kind of be nervous, you know. You're going to kind of think, you know, am I capable enough? Oh, man, these people are really smart. They have so much experience and stuff. And like I said, you know, you have to get past that. You know, even if you're scared, do it scared. Do it anyway. Just do it, you know. Get your feet wet. Get experience early. Um, yeah. 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 That said, yeah. and one last final piece of advice um, don't shy away from master's programs mm. if you can afford it mm. it's a great way to extend the runaway a bit and give you some more time if you still are working on your venture and you know the, the master's degree will help you if you do need to get that corporate job as well and even allow you to have better negotiating you know power for increasing your salary so it's kind of a win-win if you can afford it and go for an affordable rate or for free you should probably do it if you have a uh, startup wink wink yeah, so. <laughs> Definitely wasn't directed at anybody here yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You know, actually, um, are you saying right after college? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So honestly, like, mm -hmm. I will um, disagree with that because I think that, uh, like, if you, I think it can be good for some people, but I think for the, a large amount of people, uh, you should probably work for a year or two to see if what you actually like and where you want to like invest your time in before you go straight to an MBA because a lot of people going to college don't know what they're going to do and then after college like I have a degree in finance and I don't really have no idea what I want to do with that um, so it, it, it a lot of people are in the same boat where they don't know what they're doing exactly in undergrad for the undergrad but they think you know finance for example it's a stable career and then they're like okay MBA that means I'll make even more money but then you know maybe you finish that two-year degree, you get your um, MBA, and then you go do what you study for all this time, and you're like, oh, this is awful. I don't like doing this. Right. Um, so it's just, I think it's I think it's important to, like, you know, kind of get out there in the real world, do some work, see what you actually like. Then maybe if you want to get a secondary education, uh, do that. But, you know, again, it's different for everyone. Well, and I will throw in that. I do think the MBA is a bit more, it does give that broad aspect. It isn't so hyper-focused in one area. It's just general overall to understand a little bit more of what does the business background really look like. Um, but I also think that the experience you can get working on a startup will teach you 
I would argue probably about as much. Yeah. I don't. That's so, the same, same thing my dad sees. Like, you don't really need to. <laughs> yeah. So, fair warning. Like I said, I'm a junior. I have no experience with the MBA program um, yet. That is one route that I am looking. But I do think that in getting in there and getting to practice it, you can learn the academics all day long. You can study the books. But when your feet hit the ground, the books don't exist. You have to there relearn is everything. something different. You have to relearn your industry. Right. But in the interest of having some insurance right. and not knowing if a startup can sustain you yeah. or you know, going the corporate route, um, I really do firmly believe that maybe going MBA, if you can't afford it, um, is a good way to extend the runway a little bit, give you more time to not only get that point. experience, That's but also to continually work on your startup if you need to. Live on campus at a cheap rate. Right. Still be able to use your dining dollars to go. Like it's, it's a cheap way to live. You'll be gaining, yeah. you know, ex- experience. But moreover, you'll be getting that, you know, another medal or certificate, so to speak. And you can right. still work in your startup. You know, I mean, just a side note on that. You talk about if you can afford it. There are a lot of ways to either get scholarships or look at being a GA. Uh, GAs get tuition covered for them. The Plus, they get what a GA is uh, a GA is a graduate assistant. So a GA goes and works under some professors or. Uh, just helps out with different tasks in the college, but uh, I believe here at Memphis, all tuition's covered, and there's a stipend for their work that they do over the semester, which if you can go ahead and start building those relationships with those professors early, if you can show that you are that type of student that they're going to want, that can help you secure your position to potentially get a GA um, position down the road. And great for recommendations. This is also true. It's true. Uh, actually, one of the residents here, Venki Mantapati, um, who is the C- CEO of CareerQuo, he is a GA. He also works for FedEx, um, and he has a successful startup that recently just got seed investment, and he's growing and growing it you know, by the year. So it can be done. And I will also note that he is an international student, which presents a whole Absolutely. lot of different barriers that a Absolutely. lot of us here at this table don't have to go through. No experience so, with yeah, I mean, yep. it can definitely be done. I think that's he's a real textbook example Absolutely. of making it happen. You know, low, low hedging risk, yeah. but also taking risk. I think Venky really did a great job of mastering that. Yeah. I mean, Venky's an awesome guy. He's, I mean, he is still involved in the space. He is still checking in, but he's always, he always goes back to the basics on a lot of this, which is continuing to do that customer discovery, talking to that's these the people, Genesis checking, Genesis. making sure, hey, I think we're going in the right direction, but let's also make sure to check. But that doesn't ever stop him from moving either. Right. He doesn't let that be an excuse like we've talked about in the past of not moving forward. Yeah. But he uses that to continually refine and tweak whatever business model he's been working on. Yeah. You know, these, these, the, the basic ingredients to everything that we talk about, be it customer discovery to developing your MVP, these things all work. Yeah. Usually, if you, if you do it right, right, if you do it right, then moreover... At the very least, you'll see the results in your MVP and in your initial traction. You, you, you right, will more or less. If you do it right and you do it consistently over time, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think Definitely. it's also important to have the right attitude. If your attitude going in is, for a startup, for example, right. I want to be my own boss. At the end of the day, there's going to be a board. There's going to be somebody over you that you're responsible for. Your customers. To. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're going corporate, well, I want to be this. I want to make a lot of money. Well, there's a good chance you'll get in and you might make a lot of money, but you won't enjoy what you do. So I think the attitude that is taken of whatever route you want to go is also heavily important. I think above all else, finding your why is really the best way that you're going to be able to find that North Star and know right. where, you're going to, where you should go post-grad. Right. You know? yeah. I think in Ziggy understanding what his why was and his passion, he was able to better direct 
and me understanding the areas in which I want to invoke change, um, I think it's really been very helpful, um, you know, in my pursuit to you know, lay down the rest of my professional career post post grad. Yeah, you know? but it, it's it's really, you know, not easy to find something that's your passion so early on. You know, you, you don't have too much. Don't get too pressured in figuring out what you love. Um, so early on because a lot of times it'll just come with time but in my case I've just known what I um, I had an idea of what I really like doing as a teenager and then once I got more in the space of entrepreneurship through the Cruise Center for Entrepreneurship here um, it really solidified helped me kind of narrow my focus and see what I really cared about doing which you know ended up being I love helping um, entrepreneurs grow and I love um, the kind of adventure of building companies and everything you learn along the way. But um, so having a passion is really kind of helps you. Um, it can help you kind of steer you and where you want to go um, instead of just being it helps you be a little less aimless. Um, but, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself to find what that passion is because it'll yeah. come eventually. That, that is important. My, my rebuttal to that, however, will be for at least a lot of us at this table. We had initial interests and then we took action. So we started testing things. We started trying things. I think in breaking that mindset of I can't do it, we just started trying stuff out yeah. for, for better or worse. Yeah. Not to say that it always panned out and, you know, resounding success. But, you know, I think when you have an interest and you start developing that interest and you start right. doing things that you like, you're, you're you know, yeah. better suited to find that passion. Now, granted, that's not, I'm sure it works different for, di for different people, but I would recommend you have, if you have an interest, delve into it as much as you can. And I think your passion may not be far behind. Well, I think one thing to note through all of this podcast series is the fact that we're not going to give you a cookie cutter recipe. It's not one size fits all. Everybody is unique. They're going to have their own experiences and their own ways to go about it. We want to share our experiences and how we've seen and how we've grown and how we've learned. And if you can learn from our mistakes, please do so. But also recognize that there is a lot more that can be done. What works for us won't always work for you. So something to be recognized through all of this. There's always something more. Always something more. Well, gentlemen, you guys have anything else? I think that's a great way to wrap it up. I think we went full circle with this. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, should any of you all have an interest in entrepreneurship, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at the Crew Center for Entrepreneurship. Type that in on Google. We will add the description to the website inside of the link below. Our mission, as always, to is to support educate and develop student entrepreneurs and we have a variety of different programs to ensure your success so work with us we'll work with you we will do our very best to uh, help you turn your passion into your profession uh, please forgive us we actually don't have startup of the week this week but we'll come back next week with two more because we always have something going on here at the cruise thank you all very much and we will see you next episode bye awesome guys see y'all see ya see you later